Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show, part of the Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. Tyler, Pirates lose once again, 7-5 to the Cardinals. <laughs> they, they had us in the first half, but no, they, uh, the Pirates they couldn't squeak this out, even though they're up 5 nothing, They lose their, what now, seventh in the row? Yep, Four since we joined. <laughs> Since we joined, sorry, Pittsburgh Baseball Now, Pittsburgh Sports Live. Um, Timmy, it's your fault. You asked us to be part of this. So, <laughs> yeah, this, blame it this all. is bad. What's this that? Just bad. It's just bad. It's bad baseball. They're hard to watch. It is. It's. And there's nothing else you can really say. I mean, again, like you keep going back to that one week where everyone was so excited, right? I mean, think about this. We were going off and talking about how good Pirates Twitter is and how epic it's going to be when their team is good and such because like all the memes, like they flooded the Dodgers, they flooded the Diamondbacks, haven't won since. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who have brand new memes to use and they're sit away collecting <laughs> dust right now. <laughs> but but like seriously you watch actual good baseball for a week and you haven't seen any of it since right like we've talked about the bats are non-existent today it showed up for a bit the bullpen collapsed i mean where the pitching was pretty strong the bats weren't there the bats come alive the pitching's bad uh tonight it just like you said bad baseball some more of it so what do we want to talk about to begin with i don't get us is right i don't even want to talk about this team that was there are so many plays defensively that they just look like little leaguers. Even the ones they make, they look scared to death the field of baseball. Yu Chang should never see a lineup ever again. I know he made a couple of nice plays, but dear Lord, catch a ball just being thrown to you. He had a few hits. Good for him. And how many damn outfielders does this team need? How many more are they going to call up just to not play? Do we want to talk about the moves first or the game? I don't. I mean, I guess we could talk quickly about the moves just because <laughs> they did happen before the game. So, yes, mm. obviously. Um, so, Travis Swigley got demoted. He had a nice week long call up, three starts, nine at bats. <laughs> like, what are you? Why, why call him up? That's what I'm, I'm confused on this doing? whole transaction. I'm, I'm really confused on it. You, 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 you promote him for playing well. And you really didn't give him an play. opportunity at all in the major leagues. Now, mind you, of course, like he didn't look good. Like we talked about, it's not as if he looked good, right? Let's make the comparison once again, him to like Jack Swinsky. Like Jack Swinsky looked comfortable. He looked like he belonged. Not so much with Travis Swaggerty. Albeit, though, it restarts me. Yeah, well, there's no reason to call him up. Like, let him, you wasted a week of this season for him for a guy that hasn't. Swung a bat in two years, really. You wasted a week. Now 
it's not it's not gonna hurt his development at this point, but still it's annoying. He's got to get back in a rhythm because he just sat for a week. You called him up for nothing. Now, now mind you, the thing too is he's even sat longer than a week because his last game play even in AAA was on June 3rd. Yeah. So it's not as if like he was even playing up until he came to Pittsburgh. Yeah. It it just made no like why call him up with no intention of playing him when you have plenty of guys that can sit the bench and not play in the outfield when you already have five of them. Yeah. There's so many moves this team makes. What are you doing? Well, that was kind of what's, my thing. I mean, what's the point? If if you're only let's let's put it this way. They had no intentions of really seeing Travis Swaggerty. Because if they had intentions, they would have started him against any righty. <laughs> right? Not just the oh. toughest lefties you're probably gonna see in a week. Uh and, and play him some. And then like when he had just the, the bit of struggle, send him back down. So, like, to me, it tells me they didn't have any intentions of really giving him a shot. And if that was the case, then why didn't you just bring up Smith and Jigma to begin with? Like, why wasn't yeah. that the move originally? And that's the other thing. Like, if you're going to treat Smith and Jigma like you did Swaggerty, what's the point of having him up here? I'd rather have him get real at bats in AAA, too. If, right. you have, if you're going to play him the way you did Swaggerty, why call him up? Mm-hmm which I don't imagine they will treat him any different than they treated Swaggerty. Yeah. Mark is going to keep getting at bats. Sawinski's going to keep getting at bats. For some reason, they're going to keep giving at bats to Yu Chang. That's my biggest beef. Yeah, Marcano like should Marcano not be could simply play second base. Yeah. And that way you can find at bats for Swaggerty or Mitchell and um, Sawinski, right? Mm-hmm. Yu Chang has started 59% of the game since he's been here. How? How? A negative 26, 26 way to run created plus. He's batting 071 up to today. And he's gotten 60% of the starts, essentially. It's just a lot of what they're doing is so puzzling. Why? Well, I don't know. You've brought it up before, like just some of the moves they've made, the transactions off the 40 man. That just didn't make sense. And Hoy Park, why? Why do we need to I'm, see Hoy Park again? I'll put it this way. I would rather have Hoy Park than Yu Chang. Yeah, like if that was the move for now until the appearance. Why, why are the Odell options Hoy Park and Yu Chang? That's what it comes to. Why are those the options? Yeah. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. I get it. I know you and I could talk about this for yeah, three hours. That's a Thursday. But we won't. And most people aren't here to watch that and hear that. Um, <laughs> so let's let's get to the game a little bit. So there is some positive. So, hey, it's Mitch Keller Day. That's, mm-hmm. I think, officially becoming a thing again, right? We all know Ronzi Day. We want to see Ronzi. After that, eh, you know what? JT Brubaker having some pretty good starts. Zach Thompson having good, pretty good starts. But Mitch Keller's back in that mix. He's in the good graces once again. All because of sinker ball, all because of his new, you know, mix and pitches and such. Which tonight, by the way, we'll talk a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that we're going to talk, but curveball. Also, some differences. Yes, that curveball well heavy, into the mix. Heavy curveball, heavy early yes. curveball. So Mitch Keller days here. Just start with this. What did you think about the overall outing from Mitch Keller? I thought it was good. I mean, ground balls were there. I don't know what he ended up with, but it was 
well over a two to one ratio. Um, gave up some hard contact, but when you're getting hard contact into the ground, it's a lot better than what we're dealing with. And like you mentioned, the curveball was working. He was able to use that as a get me over pitch. He got swings and misses with it. Strikeout numbers weren't there today, but I mean, the walks weren't either, which is the positive. Yeah. That's just once again, we all know about the first start, right? The five walks. That was the first time incorporated the sinker. So, uh, you know, we'll give him the pass. But it just seems like with every passing start, he's looking more and more like a pitcher. But also, like with every passing start, it seems as if something else is being done, like a little bit different of a tweak. And I don't know if it's just a game plan right today. Maybe he was going heavy curveball, whatnot. But that's really what I want to talk about also. Not only is he really incorporating the slider, right? Slider, four-seamer, the the stinker, the um, slider, sorry, was still there. But the curveball was heavy as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. he had a true four-pitch mix tonight. Yeah. He did. And it was um, bats. They threw the change up a little bit. And he did miss bats. He, he was unable to. The Cardinals are a tough team to strike out. Um, he kept the walks down. He was able to get in a lot of two strike counts, it seems. He just couldn't get that last one, but it still pitched effectively. Shelton probably made every wrong move possible in the sixth inning which really kind of soured what was should have been a really good start for him. Yeah. Five and a third doesn't two earn doesn't look as good as what it could have been, but that's when you look at the numbers, it's still not bad. It's a solid start that we would be thrilled about if you would have done this last year. hundred percent. I mean, I'm thrilled right now. All you have to live in is the present, not the past. And in the present right now with Mitch Keller, I'm I'm elated to be honest. Like in in the terms of which Meller kit, which which Meller, (laughs) (laughs) in the terms of Mitch Keller and like what he what he is and can be, I think we've all sour enough that like I'm not sure if Mitch Keller's in the future plans at all. Mm -hmm. Feel like he's DFA potential candidate this off season, and now. Since incorporating the two-seamer and just seeing him pitch, I'm fully back on board. I mean, he looks like an actual pitcher <sighs> confidently. Like, I'm seeing that again. You know, he's not mm-hmm. afraid. Like, he's, he's attacking the zone. But, it, like, and you've credited this, too. Like, I think last week or the week before, whatever, talking. Like, he has a pitch he can throw in the zone now and not yeah. be afraid of, of doing so. You know, like you mentioned that the hard contact tonight, it's fine. It's okay because mm-hmm. it's going into the ground and becoming an out not going into the air deep, deep into the, the outfield or potentially over the fence and causing runs. So he is looking like a very competent pitcher right now. Um, so, so what is disappointing? Like it's disappointing for him too. Like he, he has this good start and doesn't come out with the win. Yeah. Which who cares about the win? It's, but still uh, for a stat, I don't for him. Yeah. Would have, I would have rather him come away tonight with a win then shit, we lost again. You know, yeah. as a competitor, I'm sure he's going to put some of those two runs blame on him. I was fully it just okay bringing him better out in the sixth. They won. I'm still yeah. fully okay bringing him out in the sixth. I wanted, I would have personally left him in for one more hitter. Um, I'm definitely not going Bonda there. 
which essentially is what happened. So Mitch Keller goes <laughs> yeah. to go five and five and a third. Um, so with that, his outing ends. He had seven hits today, one walk. So again, eliminate. I mean, didn't have too many base runners. Uh, ended up with two earned runs. You know, at the end, of course, just two strikeouts. But right, a lot of contact. I mean, we're, we're what I find like the irony in all of this. Okay, Mitch Keller was part of the Ray Searage program, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Right, he was part of that tenure, and what got Ray Searage and company pretty much fired and and gone with the wind was the fact that they were so stubborn and sold on the sinker and what i find funny is years later what's going to fix mitch keller is the sinker <laughs> so why wasn't the sinker done to be like well, how did how did sears not do this back then i don't know how mitch <laughs> keller slipped through the cracks of everybody throwing a two-seamer in the minors that's, but him. that's what i'm getting at like how if this is the saving grace of mitch keller how did he escape this I don't know. I ooh, there I go. Bye bye, Tyler. We're back. Yeah, I don't know how he made it through the minors without them, you know, force forcing it on him. They right. I'm pretty. I guarantee we were arguing that we don't want Ray Sears to ruin Mitch Keller by making him throw a sinker. No heavy four seam up in the zone. <laughs> I'm sure we were arguing about. One series fired because we didn't want to ruin Keller by trying to make him a contact pitcher. Right. But you know, it's funny too, is, I mean, I loved his curveball. Like he first came up seeing his curveball. Mm-hmm. I just fell in love with it too. I mean, you, you loved his stuff, Yeah, but it is four seamer terrible. Right. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Cause I don't know how you could throw in the upper nineties and your four seamers suck that bad. <laughs> don't know. But again, just the ironic part about this whole thing is like if he if he just came up throwing the two seamer, he's mm-hmm. probably a very very good pitcher, and things just look completely different right now. But hey, you know what? Again, we can't talk about the past. We can just live in the present. And currently, he is throwing the two seamer, so we might currently have a good pitcher still in our hands. And I'll at least it. just he doesn't even have to be a good pitcher. He just needs to be a capable major league starter. I mean, that's a good pitcher. <laughs> I well, when I think of good, I think same thing, we, just different words. I think when we say good pitcher, people think back to his prospect status and think he can still be a top end guy. I don't know that that's there, but if they can, you know, get 150, 170 innings out of him of four ERA ball, I will gladly take that after what we've seen. Yeah, but I mean, that's all I'm saying. Like that, that's a good pitcher, though. I know. I was. Just, it's. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but I guess I see what you're saying. You know, you if you say Mitch Keller's a good pitcher, you know, you're going to get torches thrown at you and, you know, well, Pirates Twitter yeah. come at you for being positive We're by just saying, saying that Mitch he's Keller's be a good pitcher. That top-end guy that we expected. Yeah, but that's a great pitcher. That's Damn Joe Musgrove isn't a good pitcher. Joe Musgrove is a great pitcher. But he was a good If Mitch Keller can just be a good pitcher, I'm going to be very content. I uh, if at this point if they get anything out of him, so I'll take it because right. we were writing him off two weeks ago. Right, right, right. So let's talk about you know in the game. So obviously, like you said, Mitch Keller had a very, very fine, good outing. Um, the bats <laughs> came alive. So Diego Castillo 
kicked it off. Now, mind you, first off, let's take a step back. Do you <laughs> freaking get us? <laughs> Do you know why we're not going to marry it? Because Ray Sears married the two seamer. We know where it got him. Yeah. So I'm just going to date it line. for a very long time right now. <laughs> I'm going to date it so hard. <laughs> date it so hard. But Diego Castillo made a very, very fantastic play defensively in the second inning. Um, oh, no, in the first inning, right? It was the, the first inning I yeah. think he made that. Yep. And then he came up in the second inning and hit a home run. So what's ironic here, too, is like the conversation with Mitch Keller uh, was the fact that, you know, like when you saw Cole get DFA'd and Mitch Keller talking to Mitch Keller and was like, you know, did that, did that put any fear in you? And he was like, yeah, you know, I don't want to. I can't let that be me, you know? And it's like all these guys, all these transactions are happening now. Diego Castillo's not performing. I don't know if anything like lit a fire in him, but made a very fantastic play after that blunder he had the other game. Then he goes up the bat, hits a home run, kicks off the scoring. Pirates are up. And, uh, well, that's longer. I won't go negative there. But, yeah, so the Pirates are up. one nothing so far. So, it's a good start, right? Yeah, I I'm still slightly weirdly a believer in Diego. I still think there's something there. All of his peripherals suggest that there is, so I'm willing to see a lot more out of him, especially if they're not going to call Cruz up. So I believe in him a little more than I would say a Marcano. Yeah. And I think he's played not great, but capable shortstop oh for I mean, sure had, like even though he had that blunder the other day he's done fine or you look at his expected weighted on base averages coming into today was 314 which would probably be about league average this year so i think there's something more in there but i'm willing to find out i'm not ready to send him down by any means see i that might be where we differ i do feel the same way you do. I just feel like right now there's guys performing. And of course, O'Neill Cruz will be coming up here. You imagine shortly. So I still want Diego to get every day at bats. And I think that's, you know, that's not going to really happen if Marcano's performing and Swinski's up here. And, you know, now you have uh, Smith and Jigba, like, like all these guys here, where does Diego fit? So I feel like he's just going to be the oddball, which like, and also in an ironic way for 2022 Pirates, that's like in a good way. Like that's a good thing, you know. Like you're not on the major league team because there's guys performing. <laughs> Isn't there? So I'll also take that. I mean, there's a lot of guys not performing. Well, yeah, but they gotta go soon too. Yeah, I guess if Marcano continues, play, I guess somewhat smoke and mirrors like he has. He's got to keep getting the bats, but I definitely think that Marcano is going to go in the dump pretty soon. So I'm, I'm willing to see more Diego. That's wrong. You know, I, I mean, whenever Cruz comes up, who knows? Right. I mean, again, you want, you, this is what makes it again, what makes me mad and confused about this, this 26 man roster is everything you said, right? Accountability was the team meeting accountability, accountability, right? 
And then, so like Marcano is performing. And as much as I agree with you about Marcano, he's performing and I want to see mm-hmm. more of it. Like, let's see it until we don't see it, which oh, is basically yeah. our whole thought on Diego Castillo to start the season. He was so hot out of spring. Let's see it until you don't. And at this point in time, even though I agree with what you're saying, like the underlying numbers show that there's probably still something more. We nobody can do. We showed it tonight. We're not seeing it. And there's guys that are. So mm-hmm. at this point in time, they're producing. You're not. And if we're talking about accountability, I'm going to, I'm going to play Marcano. I'm going to play Sawinski, right? Diego Castillo. You're not showing me right now. I'm going to put you in triple a because not only is it, you know, you're not performing, but also like, I need you to get at bats. Cause I, I think you can. So I want to make yeah. sure you do. Um, but at the other hand, we talked about accountability and have team meetings about it. And then we say, well, you Chang, it's okay. You don't have to perform. You can go out there for 60% of the starts, right? Oh, Hoy Park, you don't have to perform. You can keep getting coming back up here for the majors. So it's like, I hate how they talk both sides out the mouth. And that was our problem with the beginning of the season with O'Neill Cruz being sent down to begin with, right? So like, that's my biggest problem. Like the fact that uh, Smith and Jigma came up today and didn't start I wasn't totally upset about that. Like, that's not what set me off. What set me off was the fact that Swagger is being sent down after having three starts only and not really getting to see, again, like it wasn't a serious call-up. Like, he wasn't given a chance. So I didn't understand that. Like, you know, like you didn't have to call up in Jigma Smith. You could have just kept Swagger to here. Smith and Jigma. That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) so like you could have just kept him here but you didn't so but with that said again like i don't really understand it so that wasn't so much that he was not starting today set me off but it was the fact that again like you have chang starting once again yeah why right and it's pretty simple to just you can put smith and jigba in the outfield and put arcano at second and call it a day like right. We don't, we really, really, really don't need to see more Yu Chang. And also, another thing they could do is maybe you don't hit Vogelbach against lefties all the time. Mm-hmm. That's maybe an option. Like, you got yeah. guys that you definitely want to see some at bats from, and Vogelbach against the lefties, not the first one I want to see, or the second, or the third, or the fourth. And like, the other thing is, there's got to be some forward thinking. You mm-hmm. can't just be looking eight hours in advance. So my thought is, and I could be wrong, but my thought is, this is probably emotion for a few days now. I mean, the, the thought was there. They didn't just like wake up this morning and be like, ah, you know what, let's make this move. So if this was to be done, I mean, you could have prepped maybe a little more. Like maybe yesterday was a day off you gave somebody else or maybe like, Smith and Jigba, you gave him yesterday off so he can come in like fresh today or something or whatever. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Again, like that, that's the, I'm going to back off. That's what I was kind of confused with today on this and kind of set me off a little bit. But back to the game again. So, yes, Dio Castillo gets the home run. They're up four nothing. Top of the fifth comes. And of course, that's when everything just went loose. Um, Cabrian Hayes singles, scores. Um, Yu Chang, actually, yes, Yu Chang got on base, yeah. by the way. And as much as we trashed him, he did have a fine game. He got some hits. Actually had a really good defensive play as well. Um, and a very bad one. He did. But I'm going to shout out to the really good one as well, which 
unfortunately, no one got out from it, but it saved whoever it was on second going to third. Um, so helped out Mitch Keller there for that. Uh, but yeah, so then, Ryan Hayes. Well, then he did make a phenomenal play as well, where he did get a guy out and he threw it from his back. Oh, yes, yes, at second to first, right? Yeah. Yes. So we did had two really good plays. Um, but no, so I was gonna say then then our boy Michael Chavis, right? Michael Chavis. <laughs> yep. Three run shot, uh, five nothing pirates. At that point in time, you're feeling very good, very confident. Mitch Keller's still rolling. This we're gonna see out the win, right? That's what you're thinking at that point. So then what happened? Sheldon made a decision that I agreed with where he brought Keller out. I went to face three, four, five, Goldschmidt, Arenado coming up. I like that decision. I want to see Mitch Keller have to work through something at that point. Face a little bit of adversity because he's, you know, take that baby step. Uh, Goldschmidt does what Goldschmidt does. What are you going to do? <laughs> the guy's good. Gives up a blooper. There's an out at some point in there as well. This is where I first and third, I'd probably really like to keep Keller in at that point. Especially the way he was able to get the ball on the ground today. That's a spot you can you can really use that sinker. Um you go doesn't do that, goes to Bonda. Guy that does not get a ground ball, but it's a lefty on lefty. And Bonda does what Bonda always does. Well, not always, but usually. He stunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He stunk the place up. I probably would have preferred to go with De Los Santos there. Another guy that heavy sinker. Didn't really matter because the second got stolen because Pirates don't have a capable major league catcher. Which De Los Santos, by the way, tonight did pitch, pitch effectively. Yeah, gave up another run because Yu Chang can't catch a ball. <laughs> right. Just a couple real puzzling. Not sure what I I know why he went Bonda there for the lefty on lefty, but I just didn't like it. And I didn't like pulling Keller there. I would have liked to see him get one more batter. If he gives up a run there, he gives up a run there. Bonda was going to give him up anyhow. So. Yeah. I know there's a lot of talk in regards of, you know, hey, you might not like what Derek Shelton does and such, but what is he given? And to be honest, like that is a very valid point. You're given Yu Chang every single day. You're given Josh Van Meter. You know, you're given this bullpen. Like you have some very bad options on this team. So I understand that. So you do have to manage through things, but I'm 100% with you. Like with Bonda. I know he's here, and that's part of the problem. Like, maybe he shouldn't be here. Thing with Bonda after today's game. So, he has 13.2 innings on the year. And Tyler, 26 hits. So, that's just the problem. Like, when you look at the numbers, like, yeah, he has some strikeouts. But it's really, like, when you look at the case mm -hmm. per nine, it looks high. But honestly, his K rate is 24%. It looks high because of exactly what Evil Neal used to pound the table on all the time on Twitter. Shout out to Evil Neal. Uh, you know, K per nine is terrible because when you face, like, 13 batters an inning, you probably can strike out two of them and that makes you look good. Right. Yeah. And like, that's part of Bonda's problem. Like we look at the K per nines, he's at sitting at 10.5 right now. And you're thinking, Oh guys, this guy strikes everyone out, but no, as a matter of fact, everyone hits him. Yeah. 
everyone. So again, 13.2 innings. He's allowed 26 hits. That's basically two two hits an inning. Yeah, there's that the other problem is that there's just a lot of guys in this bullpen that stink. At some point, Bond, you you have to throw a bond because there's nothing else. Just in that spot, maybe you don't. Maybe you go get the win. That's the big issue with Shelton sometimes. Is that go get the win when it's there. You got a chance to give Mitch Keller a win, and I don't know really where you go there other than De Los Santos. I mean, you can throw Bednar there for fun if you want to. <laughs> you would I'd rather even, not, but I get it. I'd even even rather go with Stratton there. I know he hasn't been that great this year, but Bonta sucks. You know, so, like throw Hembry out there at the, that point. Good lord. Yeah. It's it's also ironic how the lineup's very lefty heavy, mm-hmm. and it's like the arms are all right heavy. <laughs> like there's no lefties, lefty arms. Mm-hmm. Like in the whole system, you look at really nothing much. You know, I mean, Sam Howard was gone, let go. Um, <clears throat> Cam Allred. So I want to bring yep. this up just quickly. So if your problem is there's no other lefty. I'm not saying he's the solution. Like, I'm not going to dub that his nickname by any means. But Cam Waller's brought up because he was doing well. And he was demoted. Well, I'll just basically outright it. I mean, he was released, right? DFA'd. No one claimed him, thank God, in my mind. But he's still performing. So uh-huh. since his demotion, which I think it's a 3.09 ERA he has, maybe a 3.19, something like that. Um, I mean, he's still performing to a degree. I don't fully believe that he's, like, a really good pitcher. But let's maybe find out because he is performing. So again, you want to talk about player centric and you know accountability and such. He's doing his job. He's doing what he needs to do. And you know what, Bonda ain't it. So maybe give already another real shot, and he can be your lefty. Put him in those situations because again, twenty six hits in thirteen point two innings is not going to get it done. And I don't care if you're a lefty. The lefty on lefty matchup to me. Mm-hmm. Is a moot point because if it's just a terrible pitcher, I don't care that you're a lefty. Like, just give Especially me the righty right. who's capable. <laughs> Especially with the three batter minimum now. Like, yeah, that's also a good point. He still has to go up there, and I think the next two hitters are righties. Mm-hmm. So, do you really think that Bond is going to get out of that? Right. <laughs> Not he's to already mention, got on base, and he's going to give up two, <laughs> two hits. It's not like Brendan Donovan's can't hit lefties. He's actually had a really good season. Yeah, he's hitting 263 off lefties. It's not great, but he's still an above average hitter off him. It's not enough to be like, oh, like Yoshi's coming up or something. Well, Yoshi has reverse splits or I don't know. It's not Pedro Alvarez coming up. But your point, right. Yeah. And he actually leads, I think, all rookies right now with one war. And now rookies, I should say. So, I mean, yeah, he's having a good year. I don't know. Jim always says that I, I, I agree with him fully. I don't want Shelton near a competitive team. As much as he's improved this year, I mean, we've definitely given him a shout-out this early season, given his props and some things, right, especially his bullpen uses and such. 
there's still just some things where, and I get it, right? Like the, the players aren't good. You're given a lot of non-MLB talent and you have to work with it. So like, I do understand, but I just feel like at times there's just bonehead decisions. Again, like a very easy one. Just go back to Zach Thompson and his start. Like, why was he pulled so early? Like, so again, Mitch Keller had 97 pitches tonight. So why did, why, why the hell does Zach Thompson only have 67 when he was just as effective, if not probably even better than what Mitch Keller was today? There's definitely something to be said about the doubleheader tomorrow. Trying to squeeze a little bit extra out of Mitch Keller. Yeah. But yeah, that Thompson decision, <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's not a good one. So I'm with you. Bonda comes in, <laughs> the lead's eliminated. It's now a tied game, 5-5. Stratton does come in. Stratton did the job. He did okay. I mean, obviously, you know, Cardinals were lighting things up at that point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but Stratton comes in 1.1, gives up two hits, one strikeout, and earned run. Then De Los Santos comes in to finish the game. As we mentioned, right, one inning, one hit, one strikeout, and, of course, the one unearned run because of Yu Chang. So Yu Chang just costing all kinds of runs for the Pirates in every which way, <laughs> offensively, defensively. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and again, like that mistake, though, pretty much just eliminates the two plays that you could really talk him up about mm -hmm. today. And it's unfortunate. But yeah, again, I was fully prepared to sit, like, actually compliment him tonight. You know what that play was? Sad. It was a blunder. <laughs> 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 yes 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 so anyways i don't know to wrap this up you know again offensively we talked about i mean chavis had two hits he's still he's very intriguing again, he, was kind of, the, he was in a bit of a slump but he kind of broke out of it tonight yes Yes, and I think we're going to talk about him, especially on our show, because there's this internal fight apparently came because like we've talked up Gabby Sanchez to be like this eternal first base god, and it's just simply saying like both players to date have not been good, but Gabby Sanchez was good for this bit of time, and I'm not sure if Michael Chavis will ever be that. Um, so again, though, so far, Michael Chavis... It literally all came up just because I thought of Gabby Sanchez as a right-handed platoon guy and right. thought Chavis could probably be that. And Jim mm -hmm. took massive offense to that and thought we were I, saying I Gabby Sanchez was a god. And, and me, like I, my thing was like going to the player. Like I, I follow the Marlins pretty tightly too. And like, I, I know of Gabby Sanchez. I mean, of course I'm not gonna say more of the Marlins. I mean, both, but like that's when he was, a good player, you know, and I watched Gabby a lot with Miami. So like when I think of Gabby Sanchez, I think of like his entirety, like he was a, he was a fine player, yeah. you know, for the Marlins. And I know he, like, he, that didn't really translate and come over to the Pirates, but Gabby Sanchez as a player was a productive player for a few years. And mm -hmm. Chavis never has been, but I will say this. So again, if we're going to the comparison, just talk about Chavis, what he's doing in the future and such, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm believing more in Chavis. The more and more I see him, I think he definitely like, like he can be a capable platoon guy for this future. You know, yeah. again, like he's not going to be an That's everyday player. Said, and Jim but, got really offended by it. <laughs> but I just wasn't a believer, and now at this point, 
I'm becoming definitely more of that. Like he certainly can be, and that says a lot, but he can be a very capable, good platoon player that can yeah. play multiple positions, which has a lot of value. Yeah, he's a guy that I don't want to scream when I see his name in the lineup. Right. And that's a win. Yeah, I will take that right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So Chavis has two hits. You know, again, like uh, it was, what's funny is that the Pirates did have five runs on the board, right? Chavis. All came in the fifth inning. Um, the offense was still hit and miss. Like I'll say this, at least, and it was on both sides, which cost me some money tonight. But at least the strikeouts weren't there. Only six today. So that's a plus. I know as a rookie pitcher, now in the minors, he struck out quite a few guys. Comes up, the Pirates weren't full. The Pirates put a five spot on him. Uh, so again, like they weren't striking out, but you know everything came in that fifth inning. It was like outside of it, it was pretty much like the same old. <laughs> yeah, but home run will make a game a score look a lot better than you really hit. Yeah, you you get a three run homer. It sh- it should change a game. Well, it did. Until the other three run over yeah. changed it. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. But I guess to pretty much wrap up the show, um, I don't know, man. It's oh, just no, this is we what we're going again. This is what we're gonna go through with the, the 2022 pirates. It just, you know, it would be better if Ono Cruz is on here. Of course, he could have a nice three-run shot to change the game back for us. But uh, again, I just wish that there are some capable players in this organization that have earned their shot. And I would rather, and again, this isn't from the fan base, isn't from the, as a fan or as a person who wants to be entertained to watch it. This is as a organization. You have some guys that are earning their keep, keep them here. You have some guys that are playing to earn a position in the majors, get them here because there's guys that simply aren't like you Chang. And if you want to preach about accountability, right? If you want to preach about winning and stuff, winning isn't like, you don't show I want to win by putting you Chang in the lineup 60% of the time. Why are you sitting me? Who's performing? Why are you not calling me up? Who's performing? And you Chang's here. That makes no sense. I don't believe in you. Yeah, we. I don't know how many times we got to repeat it. I mean, let's just hope O'Neill Cruz is here this week. Right, 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 right. Because I'm getting really tired of talking about him not being here. <laughs> so we'll do this then. We'll wrap this up. So tomorrow they do have a doubleheader, as you mentioned. JT Brubaker takes the first game. JT Brubaker also looking very good since, right? Zach Thompson in May and such. So he's one of those pitchers goes up against Matt Libatory. Then the second game, just to talk a little about So Bryce Wilson's getting the second game. He's getting called back up since his demotion. Um, I can't speak. I'll just say like, as far as his pitching goes, he's pitched a little bit better in the minors. Um, I can't speak if there's been any fundamental change with what he's doing or not. Like, I'm not going to expect that, hey, he's been done X, Y, Z. So maybe he can also see like a bit of a his turnaround. Uh, I'm just expecting probably that game not going so well. So. I'm just going to expect Bryce Wilson to pitch like Bryce Wilson does. 
Yeah. So hopefully JT Brubaker is well-rested tonight. He's done everything he needs to have a good game tomorrow. And the Pirates can get back the into the win. <laughs> and save the bullpen. Yes. If he can have another seven-inning outing, that would be fantastic. They need it tomorrow because they're yep. going to be used in game two. Yep. Or you just throw Bryce Wilson until his arm falls off. Right. Because we know there's not an opener for him either. So, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I might be in uh, bed early tomorrow. <laughs> well, let's get out of here. So, the first game is at 115, second game at 745. We'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts.